actually for several weeks, actually maybe longer than that, I don't really know, but anyway, the Lord has been leading me to the Psalms, to study the Psalms, but specifically to study the Psalms of praise. There is no more worthy thing that we can do than praise our Father. Hallelujah. Thank you. We must enter into a deeper realm of praise. A deeper realm of praise. When you praise him, you enter the very atmosphere of heaven and no darkness can exist there. Believe me, no darkness can exist there. When you enter into the praises of God, you enter into his very heart. It ex the praises of God, as we praise God, it expands our hearts. It expands our hearts to truly know the Father, to truly know his character, to know his love, to be surrounded, to, to feel that love, to get new revelation of that love. And I, I don't like to use the word feel in church, but as you enter into those praises, do you sense his presence? It's what we're going to do for all eternity. We might as well get good at it here. <laughs> We might as well do it as unto the Lord. The scripture says, do all things as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. So anyway, I don't know how long we're going to stay in Psalms. I guess until we get it. And so anyway, this, this week the Lord instructed me to go to Psalm 8. Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory. Some translations there say splendor. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. He ordains praise. He ordains praise because of your enemies. See, there's a reason he is ordaining praise. Because of your enemies. To silence the foe and the avenger. He's very specifically telling us here that your praise out of your mouth, according to the holy word, Silences your enemy. Silences. God has ordained praise from our lips to silence the enemy, the foe, the avenger, the one who loves to take revenge on you. Don't think he doesn't. Don't think the devil doesn't exist. But we have a God who is greater, and our praises 
shut out the enemy. So I want to, just so you can get a true glimpse of what the enemy is like, we're not going to focus on the enemy. We're going to focus on what your praises do. But in the ISV, in place of the word enemy, it says the vengeful foe. He is out for vengeance. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's in 1 Peter 5.8. Looking for someone whom he may desire. Do you know what? You can completely shut that down. He says he's looking for someone whom he may. What are you going to say to him? No, you can't. Not me, not here, not now, not ever. And the truth of the matter is, honestly, you don't even have to say that to him when you stay in the praises of God. Because he can't come anywhere near you. I mean it. I mean it. NET calls him the vindictive enemy. The vindictive enemy. Maliciousness, trying to do you harm. Trying to hurt you because of choices he made. He didn't have to be in the position he's in right now. He chose. He chose to challenge God. He chose to exalt himself. The, the young literal calls him the self-avenger. One who vindicates himself, takes it into his own hands. When we praise the Lord, you see, we don't have to worry about taking it into our own hands. We enter a whole new realm. He messed up long ago, and he just wants to mess you up. He wants you to agree with him, but as long as you agree with the word, as long as you agree with God, he can't do anything. I learned that. It says praise from our lips. Praise from the lips of children and infants. You, God, have ordained praise. So let's look at praise. We're going to look at some of the other words that other translations use to mean praise. King James, strength. Your praise unto God is strength. CEV, that's the contemporary English version. Fortress. Your praise is a fortress. NRSV, love this one. It says, bulwark. Your praise is a bulwark. Noah's, Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary says, a bulwark is a fortification, a defense that secures against the enemy. A defense that secures against the enemy. A shelter, a means of protection and safety. 
Our praises are a means of protection over us, a safety. Don't just think like these are just like interesting definitions. These are realities. This is the living, this is a living truth. When you dwell in praise, you dwell in safety. Holman, Christian standard, a stronghold. Rotherham's emphasized a foundation of strength. In the Aramaic, it says, you have, that God has prepared his song, his song, his song. Do you think it matters that we sing? According to the word, he has given each of you his song with which to praise him. It is alive, it is powerful, it will bring down, it will bring down the devil. You don't need to strive with anyone or anything or any person. You just praise God and watch him work. I'm going to read Psalm 8, those same first two verses that I read in the NIV. I'm going to read them in the CEV. Our Lord and ruler, your name is wonderful. Everywhere on earth, you let your glory be seen in the heavens above. You can look at all creation and see his glory with praises from children and from tiny infants. Beloved, do you know that even tiny infants, maybe sometimes more than we, their spirits praise God? Their spirits soak up the things of God? Why is it so important that, that you're in church when you're pregnant, when you have a newborn? Their spirits. Sense the Spirit of God. With praises from children and from tiny infants, you have built a fortress. It makes your enemies silent. It makes your enemies silent. And all who turn against you are left speechless. Is that something you want to do? Do you want to leave your enemy speechless? Enter into praise. And, and, and don't, you know, here's the deal. Your praise, it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm a, I'm a um, expressive individual. But you know, your praises can be quiet. You don't have to scream like I scream or yell like I, I yell. You know, I just do that because I'm so excited and passionate and love the Lord. And, but you don't have to yell to show your passion and love for the Lord. So if you feel like you can't, there's no, like, doing it right. 
as long as you're just praising him for who he is. And I'm not talking about need-based prayer, okay? We're just talking about just praising God for his wonderfulness. So, when we praise, we enter the enemy speechless. I like that thought. I like that idea. I'm going to do more of this in my own life. So what should our praises look like? They should be just that. They should not always be asking for needs. Unfortunately, we live in a very need-based culture. I need, I want, can you do for me? Now, does the scripture tell us to present our requests unto God with thanksgiving? Yes, it tells us to do that. But that should only be the smaller part of our prayers. Praise should be the majority of our prayers. And the Lord told me something about that, and I'm going to tell you that later in the message. So that's not just me saying that. You see, if we're always praying need, it builds in us uh, an insufficiency-based mindset. You understand what I'm saying? You're not needy. But constantly praying only needs makes one's soul feel needy. We don't serve an insufficient God. We serve a God of all sufficiency. The Almighty, the more than enough. So we want to move out of that. You know, the scripture actually says that he answers us while we are yet speaking. He knows your needs. He knows what you have need of. Actually, let's go there to Isaiah 65. 65:24 it says, "Before they call, I will answer while they are still speaking, I will hear. Does that make you feel taken care of? Amen. So in Philippians 4, 6, it does say, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So yes. We do want to present. I'm not preaching against that. I'm just saying we need to shift our hearts into praise. Psalm 29.2. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. So a good example, you know how the Aramaic said he's given us his song? That's praise. He's given us his song. He's given you his song. A good example of a song of praise is when David, when, when they brought the Ark of the Covenant into the tent that David had prepared. Whoa, can you even imagine that? The very presence, that's what the Ark of the Covenant symbolized, the very presence of God. So anyway, 1 Chronicles 16. I'm going to start in verse 8. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. 
Remember the good things that he's done for you. Make them known. I know all of you can think of good things that he's done for you. And if you can't right at that moment, go to the Bible and look at the good things he's done. He parted the Red Sea. Look at all his moments of deliverance for his people. He hasn't changed. It's the same for you. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. When you tell of the good things that he has done for you, that's praise. That lightens your heart. That gets your mind off the chaos of the world. Difficulties seem less difficult. Glory in his holy name. Glory in his name. Glory in his purity. Glory in his supremacy. Glory in his holiness. Glory in his beauty. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done. You see, that's praise. That's praise. His miracles and the judgments he pronounced. O descendants of Israel, his servant, O sons of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. The nice thing about the Lord is he knows how to judge with love. So when we hear that word, we don't need to run scared. Okay? He remembers his covenant forever. The word he commanded for a thousand generations. Beloved, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you enter into a covenant, unbreakable. He never turns his back. He's ever faithful. And this is his covenant. Every single promise in this book, the Bible, is a covenant he has made with every believer. And guess what? He didn't require perfection first. All he did is just say, come to me and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. I'm going to love you and I'm going to love you into my fullness. And it's all going to be for you. See that? We have the best God ever. His whole goal is to love us and show us his, his faithfulness. No other religion is like that. Everywhere else, they're always doing for him, doing for him. You understand what I'm saying? Working. You don't need to work. You need to receive the love that he's given. He remembers his covenant forever, the word he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, to you I will give the land of Canaan as the portion you will inherit. Okay, that's talking about the land of Canaan, but guess what? He's got a promised land for you. He speaks dreams to your heart. He speaks goals to your heart. The word says that he will complete the good work that he has begun in you. 
when they were but few in number, few indeed, and strangers in it in the land, they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. Get this. He allowed no man to oppress them. Oppression will not be able to reach you when you praise your Lord, our Father. For their sake, for your sake, every day, for your sake, he rebuked kings. Does that make sense to you? It's for your sake. He wants you whole. He wants you well. He wants you living in the fullness of Christ. He loves, 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 loves his children. He is ever watching over you. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. That's his heart toward you. That's his heart toward every believer. He's saying, you're not going to touch my children. You're not going to touch my anointed ones. I'm their Abba Father. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations. That means all peoples. His marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. There is none more worthy than he. No idol that you serve, not you, I'm, I'm talking about generic you, but no idol that a person serves is greater than he. No idol that you think is a stronghold, that people might think is a stronghold in their lives, can stand in the presence of your Father. He will help you. He will help you dethrone pride. He will help you dethrone anger. He will help you dethrone love of money. He will help you dethrone oppression. He will help you dethrone depression. See? Whatever the idol is. Whatever the idol is, something that you think is too difficult for God. Something that you think is bigger than he. He's your helper. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy in his dwelling place. What happens when you praise? Strength and joy. When you praise, you enter the dwelling, the, the dwelling place of the Lord. Strength and joy belong to you. So do you want to dwell in his place? Do you want to dwell in him? The key is to glorify him. You know, and this isn't something, you know, you could be sitting here thinking, oh, well, he just wants me to glorify him because, you know, he's conceited. He just wants it all. Nope. He's trying to get his goodness to you. Because when we glorify him, the shackles of this earth, the pain of this earth, the chains of this earth break. 
and we enter into a presence that we could never know any other way. It's all for you. <laughs> praising him is all about you. It's about him, praising him, but it is for you. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him in all the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Hallelujah, the Lord reigns. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let the trees of the forest, then the trees of the forest will sing. They will sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Aren't you glad it's him that's the judge and not the devil? See, don't be afraid of that concept. <laughs> you don't want the devil to be your judge. <laughs> he hates you. He hates you. He is vengeful, vindictive. We, we, we read those words, right, earlier? Different translations. But we have a God who loves us and who judges with love. And the thing is, is if we bring anything to him, anything that has it been displeasing to him, we hand it over, we repent, we say we're sorry, we turn around, we make a change. His word says he never even remembers that anymore. That isn't even going to be judged. You're not going to be judged for something like that, that you do that with, with which you do that. So, <clears throat> when we are extolling and praising and glorifying our Father, the enemy cannot get in. Cannot get in. The weights lift. The burdens lift. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. So here, I remember earlier I told you I was going to tell you something that the Lord spoke to me when I was studying the Psalms about praise. Okay, this is what he said to me. He spoke this to me. He said, when we praise, when we praise, when his children praise, the glory of God becomes your mantle. Wow. That was amazing when he said that to me. The glory of God becomes your mantle. Thank you, Father. So when he said that, I was like, mantle. Let's not just pass over that. Let's study what mantle means. Let's study what mantle is for you, okay? 
So, mantle. These are the dictionaries. Th these are the definitions that I look up. Merriam-Webster's 1828 dictionary. Mantle. To cloak, to cover, to disguise, to gather over, and form a cover. Hallelujah. You, and then the Lord spoke this to me. Because at first when I read that word disguise, I was like, well, that's weird, Lord. But he said to me, I put you under cover. <laughs> when you praise, he puts you under cover. Now, like my husband would know this better because of his profession, but you know, like when someone has been a part of a crime, but they want that person to rat on another person that's worse than they? So they give them a way to be in hiding? I don't remember what that's called. What's that called, Ken? Okay, witness protection. They put them undercover so nobody can see them, so nobody can find them. Now, isn't that awesome? Isn't that an awesome thought? He puts you undercover from the attack of the enemy. So the enemy can't find you because like in witness protection, the one dude that did the wrong thing that wasn't as bad as the other guy that did the wrong thing, if he know, if the, if the big bad guy knows that the little bad guy is ratting on him, you know, he's going to want to kill him. Right? So in this situation, he's putting you undercover so the enemy can't kill you. Okay. So you are put undercover. You are disguised from the devil with the covering of the Lord. What better place to be? His presence is your covering. His love is your covering. You are under the shadow of God's wing. Psalm 91, right? He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. Okay, another definition for mantle. To be expanded, to be spread, or extended. Your influence, your strength, when you are mantled by God, mantled by his glory, your influence, your strength, the atmosphere of heaven is expanded and spread out all around you. Think about that. Think about your strength and your influence when you are mantled by the Lord. You're going to walk in a room and the devil just won't even, you know, like... He knew you were coming, and he just decided to leave. He didn't want to put up fight. He didn't want to have to fight because he knew he wasn't going to win. So the presence of the Lord goes before you. Thank you, Lord. He runs the devil off. It runs the devil off. And then guess what? What else does it do? Others will come into your presence. They're going to feel that mantle. They're going to want to know him. They're going to sense his goodness, his kindness. Mantle, to joy or to revel. So when we praise, joy becomes our song. 
the song of the Lord. When we praise, joy becomes our song. Remember in the Aramaic, when I read the Aramaic, he said that he had prepared his song for us. If we're singing his song, I don't think we have too much to be concerned over. (laughs) What darkness can penetrate the mantle of God? It can't. Psalm 8 says that God has ordained praise to silence the enemy. Your song, your covering, the mantle of God, your sphere of influence silences the enemy. CEB, again, with praises from children and tiny infants, you have built a fortress. It makes your enemies silent, and all who turn against you are left speechless. We are established in a fortress of praise in the Lord. We are covered by him. When we praise God, when we are in agreement with him, that's important. You know it's important to be in agreement with God? And he shows you how to be in agreement with him right here in the word. When we agree with him, we are covered by him. We are hidden from the enemy. The enemy can't even find you. What do you think that term, hidden in Christ, means? The enemy is speechless against you, helpless. So most of you here know about my recent experience. I'm not going to go into all that right now, but I am going to say to you that when I was at the portal of heaven, I never once spoke to the enemy. The enemy will try to get you to agree with him. The enemy will come at you with fear. You do not even have to talk to him. You just pray the word. You just praise God. He has no defense against that. You don't even have to bother yourself with him. I never once bothered myself with him. I just focused on the word. I just focused on knowing who God is. I just focused on the fact that I was in his presence. Where I was was only light. There was pitch darkness around, but it it couldn't even come near. You see? It it couldn't encroach. It could not encroach. There was a distinct division. When we praise, when we we just praise him, when we just use his word, there's no need to even address the enemy. I was just there in the presence of God. I have no concerns, no worries. No darkness can encroach into God's arena. You know, I was dwelling on the rock. No credit to myself. I'm not, I'm not taking credit for any of it. I'm, I'm speaking of his faithfulness. Is that clear? You know, he was a visible rock. And all I had to do was just stay there. All I had to do was just kind of agree with him. Just agree with him. He wasn't going to let anything take me anywhere. 
I mean, no darkness. You see? What better way to agree with God than to sing praises to him? Just extol him, honor him, magnify him. Because praises deliver us from the hand of the enemy. So I'm going to go back to Psalm 8 and read the rest of it. We're going to look at what God created. You know, if you don't know how to praise, just look at what he created and just start, just start praising him for that. Verse 3. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place, what are mere mortals that you should think about them? But he does, beloved. You see that? Human beings, that you should care for them. Yet you made them, I'm reading out of the New Living, by the way. You made them only a little lower than God. That's not blasphemy. He says it in his word. He made you only a little lower than himself. And crowned them with glory and honor. That's your station in life when you're a believer. You are crowned with his glory and honor. Jesus said, I have given them the glory that you gave me. No different. The same. The same. You gave them charge over everything you made, putting all things under their authority. If all things are under your authority, what are you worried about? The flocks, the herds, all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish of the sea, and everything that swims in the ocean currents, O oh Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. When we praise God, when we glorify God, we are mantled in his glory. Beloved, this is something we're all going to grow into. If you stay in this church, <laughs> should I say, when you stay in this church, you're going to discover everything that this mantle means. Because he did not take me to the portals of heaven not to come back and transform our hearts to know how greatly he loves you, how much he is for you, how much he has already done for you. We are going to walk in the glory of God. We will not be denied. We will not shrink back. We are going to grow and grow and grow and grow. You don't have to understand it all today but leave room. Leave room in your heart to expand into his fullness. Because his fullness is for you here on this earth today. No destructive force can reach us when we are mantled in praise. We set, our things on heart, we set our hearts on things above. We dwell in the glory, and sin and the enemy cannot have a hold on us. 
We move into the atmosphere of heaven, and I am talking about literally. I'm talking about being transported from the earthly realm into heavenly existence. I'm not fooling around. Colossians 3, 1, 4, you don't have to just take my word or think, you know, judge by my experience. You can judge by the word. Okay, that's the critical part. I'm just here to tell you that he's confirmed his work. <laughs> Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, that's any born-again believer, the minute you become a born-again believer, you have everything he promised. Complete and total access. He doesn't withhold things from you. It's just a matter of growing into it. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven not the things of earth. For you died to this life. And your real life, your real life, the real you, all that he really has for you is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is your life, that's every believer, he just told us so, and when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all, all, all his glory. All. Every bit of it. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And it's for you to discover now. He's in you now as a believer. Now, right now. He is life now. The real life. So when we praise and when we extol the greatness of God, he is revealed in a greater measure in our hearts. And we share and we dwell in his glory. His glory becomes our mantle, our covering. We're disguised from the enemy. And you know, Anna Marie didn't know I was going to read this psalm. Shows you how the Holy Spirit works. She read this exact same psalm during worship. So obviously the Lord's trying to get, you know, and they don't even ever know what I'm preaching about. So obviously you can take from the Lord that he's trying to get something across to us. Psalm 151 through 6. Praise the Lord. And if you think I'm making that up, it's written right here on my sheet of paper. Not making it up. It's right here. I put them on the sheet of paper because they're bigger and I can read it easier. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his su 
surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise him, praise him, praise him. It is the key to his glory. Hallelujah. So that's what I had for y'all today. If there is anyone here today that has not received Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior, I want you to come right up here. Go right up here. Go right up here. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, immediately you walk into an eternal life in the presence of God.